going to read from God's Word just now, Matthew chapter 2. And these are the words that we're going to be uh, spending some time in a wee bit uh, going over together. So it's Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I may too come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Amen. Okay, boys and girls, we're going to spend just a wee few five, ten minutes just uh, me speaking to the grown-ups. And you can listen if you want, but if you want, there is a wee area at the back that's got some toys and some colouring in sheets and stuff. So you're welcome to go there, or you're also welcome just to sit where you are and listen to my sermon. It's up to you. You're going to go up there? Okay. That's fair enough. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> okay. I think um, I realize how old I'm getting every year when I know less and less of the gifts that kids get. I don't recognize the toys anymore. Does anyone else identify with that? Um, I don't know what half of those toys were. The kids looked excited that they got them, but I didn't really understand what they are. And one of the main parts of Christmas for many is that it's a time of year, isn't it, to give gifts. Gifts are given, gifts are received. We see it all over the, the, the kind of adverts. It's all about um, what we can give and, and buying stuff to, to give to people. And gifts have become synonymous with Christmas time. It's just part of the Christmas that's what the world thinks of Christmas is, that it's a time to buy presents, buy lots of plastic for your kids, wrap it up in paper and give it to them. That's what Christmas is for many people. In 2019, the UK spent, how much do you think the UK spent on gifts in 2019? 26.9 billion pounds in 2019 on gifts. That works out at about 513 pounds per person. Is that not just an insane amount of money? We have heard from the boys and girls about what gifts that they got for Christmas. But for a wee while this morning, I want to look very briefly at the wise men and the gifts that they received. We read in verse 1 that the wise men, uh, that they, they came from the east and they go to Herod and they say to Herod, where is this boy that's been born to be king of the Jews? Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? They've come from the east and they've traveled to find 
this baby boy who's been born who is going to be king of the Jews. And how did they know that this had happened? Well, we read in verse 2 that they saw his star arise and they've come to worship him. They followed this star. They've seen the star rise. They've realized that it signified that there's been a boy who's been born who is king of the Jews and they've come to worship him. First, who were these wise men and where did they come from? Who were these wise men and where did they come from? Scripture doesn't tell us that they are kings. It tells us that they're wise men or magi is sometimes the word that is used. It doesn't tell us that they're kings. It says that they're wise men or magi. Magi comes from the Greek word magos, which refers to a magician or a sorcerer or someone who would interpret stars. It also doesn't tell us that there were three of them. That's just something that we kind of assume because there's three gifts that were given and we assume that there's three wise men. But we're not told how many they are. We just know that there were some wise men or magi who come from the east. They followed a star and they bring Jesus gifts. We know that they come from the east. So where is the east? India, maybe Persia possibly Arabia. There's different parts in the Bible that speak about the land of the east being Arabia. Genesis 25 tells us that the, the men of the east are Arabians. And also the gifts that they brought, the gold and frankincense and myrrh, those gifts would have been um, found in the region of Arabia and places like that in the east. I read an interesting paper just a few uh, weeks ago that potentially they might have even come from China. That, that might have been somewhere where the wise men came from. We also know that they didn't just come from next door because they've traveled some time to get there. When you read the story in detail, you realize that actually the picture cards and the Christmas cards that we get where we see this beautiful picturesque nativity scene with the shepherds and Mary and Joseph and the cow and the sheep and, and baby Jesus in the manger and the wise men gathered that actually that's not the, the image that scripture gives us. It's a lovely picture, I've seen, seen them all together, but the wise men probably came about a year or two years after the birth of Jesus. So they didn't actually come and see Jesus in a manger. We read in verse 11 that it says that entering the house, I, th I think that's the words that verse 11 uses, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down. So as lovely as those Christmas cards that we have with three wise men gathering around in the stable with the manger there, that's actually probably not what has happened here. There might not have been three, and actually they probably came between a year or two uh, before the second um, birthday of, of Jesus. How do we know that? Well, actually, Herod goes on to um, giving an order for the killing of any boy under the age of two years old. Now, why would you do that if Jesus was only a couple of days old? So, they've traveled some distance to come. And why have they come? They tell us why they've come. We've come to worship him. And how do they worship him? They bow down before him and they give Jesus gifts. They bow down before him and they give Jesus gifts. They open up their treasures, we read, and they give these gifts to Jesus. And I, I would argue that each of these three gifts that we're going to spend a few moments together looking at, the golden frankincense and myrrh, that we actually already see them in Matthew's gospel in chapter 1, that they're already alluded to. 
We've sung about them in that wonderful hymn. The only thing that annoys me about that hymn is We Three Kings. The Three Kings bit, I really, that doesn't really fit well with Scripture, but the rest of it is such a beautiful hymn that actually speaks about each gift in detail, and it points to something about who Jesus is. So each of these three gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, have already been alluded to in Matthew chapter 1, I would posit. So, gold. What is gold? Well, gold, we can kind of understand. It's, it's a gift that is given, and it's a simple gift that, that simply fits the kingship of Jesus. That the gold is given, it's symbolic of the royalty of Jesus. That the, he's, they've already alluded to it themselves, that we've come to find this, him who's been born king of the Jews. They realize that the one that they're gathering to worship, that actually he is a king. And they bow down before him. And we know that he's not just a king or he's not just the king of the Jews. But actually, Jesus is the king of kings. And this gift of gold that they give, we already see it being alluded to in, in Matthew chapter 1. Where we see the lineage of Jesus. We've spoken about it ourselves a few weeks ago. Where Jesus is, it comes from the line of David. And what that shows us is that actually he's of royal birth. He's of royal birth. So this gift that they give points further to the kingship of Jesus. So it's no surprise that the first gift given by the wise men was gold, as it is an acknowledgement of Jesus's right to rule and reign as king. I saw a wonderful picture on Facebook this week of the manger, and it said a king-sized bed. Isn't that lovely? The manger is a king-sized bed. Why? Because Jesus is king. The second gift that they give is frankincense. And this was incense that was used by priests in the Old Testament in the worship of God. We read it when they worship Yahweh in the Old Testament, Yahweh being the, the personal name of God, I am who I am, that actually frankincense was used. And it was, it's been, it, we read that it's a pleasing aroma or incense that God liked in the Old Testament. It was acceptable and pleasing to him. Frankincense is a white resinous gum that we see a number of times in the Old Testament. So Again, I don't think this is just a random gift that they gave. Now, maybe the wise, the, 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 the wise men didn't fully grasp the significance of the gift that they gave. But again, like we spoke about last night, when Caesar Augustus off, uh, orders this decree, why does he order it? Well, because there was already a decree in Micah that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. That God is sovereign and God has laid it maybe on the hearts of these wise men to bring these gifts that signify who this baby born is. So maybe they didn't fully understand the significance of bringing gold and frankincense and myrrh. But we read even in Psalm 72 and Isaiah 60 that gold and frankincense would be given to the one who would be born. Now maybe they hadn't read Isaiah 60, but God had laid it on their hearts to bring it. So why did they bring frankincense? Well, just as gold is a gift fit for a king, which Matthew has already spoken about Jesus' kingship coming from the line of David frankincense signifies something really important for us as well. And Matthew in chapter 1 has already alluded to it that this boy born, he will be called Emmanuel. He's God with us. And actually the, the, the frankincense that's given to Jesus then signifies his divinity, that he is God. So he's not just king, but he's also God. He is Emmanuel. And then we have myrrh. 
Myrrh was a spice that was used as a bam. And it was used for embamming, especially corpses after someone had passed away. So actually, you could say this is a very strange gift to give a baby. It wouldn't be on, do you know, what do you call a baby showered list when you do those Amazon things and you put all the gifts that you want for your baby. You wouldn't really find myrrh on it. Why would you want to embam your baby? But actually, this is a very fitting gift for this baby who was born. It was very fitting indeed, and it's not a strange or a surprise gift. What does that verse we've just sang in that carol there, myrrh is mine, it's bitter perfume, breathes, speaks of his life, and then it speaks about sorrow and sighing, bleeding and dying, sealed in the stone-cold tomb. That's what we three kings of Orient are, says, myrrh is mine, and it speaks of his sorrow and his sighing, his bleeding and his dying, and actually where he would end up, sealed in that stone-cold tomb. We see it used, we see myrrh used in the crucifixion narrative as well. We see it in the burial, and it points to the suffering of this one who was born. You think of all the Old Testament verses, Isaiah 53, about how the, 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 the one who would come, how the Messiah, that he would have to suffer. But in the Old Testament, and this is, just blows my mind, in the Old Testament, myrrh is also a symbol of joy. And what do we read in, in the New Testament? The joy set before him. He went to the cross. And again, Matthew has already in chapter 1 pointed to this and pointed to what Jesus would have to endure because he was born. And where do we read it in Matthew 1? You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Pat said to me last Sunday that without Christmas there would be no Easter. And without Easter, we'd have nothing. This baby was born to die. That's why he came. He was born to take away the sins of the world. And this gift of myrrh points to how the fulfillment of Jesus' name would happen. So what will you bring him? What will you bring Jesus Friends, the more you learn about Jesus, the more you come to know him, the more you realize what he's done for you, the more you fall in love with him. Because you realize what he endured on your behalf. And he is so worthy. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of my time. He's worthy of my talents. He's worthy of my money. He's worthy of my skills. He's worthy of everything that I have. And actually, I was thinking about this this morning. So let me just brain dump on you just now because I've not really thought it through yet. We say gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And actually though, friends, I think we go myrrh, frankincense, and gold. The Bible tells us it's golden, frankincense, and myrrh, but I think the experience, or my experience at least, it's been myrrh, frankincense, and then gold. What do I mean by that? I didn't say Jesus was king until I realized what he'd done for me. It wasn't until I realized what he endured at the cross of Calvary and his love for me. And I started in the place of myrrh, really. I started, I knew I was broken. I knew I needed rescued. I knew I needed help. I knew I had this gap in my life, this hole in my heart that nothing else could fill. 
There was a Jesus-shaped hole in my heart. And actually, he fills it by going to the cross. So I started realizing I need saved. I need rescued. I'm broken. I've got sins. I've done stuff wrong. So I start with myrrh. And then I realize actually the one who died for me, he isn't just any man. He's God himself. I moved next to frankincense. I realized who he is. That he isn't just this man who was born, but actually he's the son of God. He's the second person of the Trinity. And when I realized that, friends, all I could do was bow the knee because he is king. So yes, we speak of gold and frankincense and myrrh, but maybe you're like me. Maybe you started knowing you needed saving. You started with myrrh. You moved next to realizing who the one who saved you is. He is God himself. And all you can do after that is bow the knee at Jesus. Because he isn't just God. He is the king of kings. So friends, what will you bring him? And I leave you with that question because only you can answer that. But what I do know is that he wants all of you. He doesn't just want part-time Christians or Sunday Christians or consumeristic Christians. But he wants committed followers who live his word and walk in his ways. The wise men brought gold and frankincense and myrrh. Friends, what will we bring as Sandy Hills Parish Church? I pray as we end 2022 and as we move into 2023 that actually God knows that he has our yes. That he has everything that we have to give him. Let's pray. Lord, I give you thanks for this day. We thank you for the gospel. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that you came to earth as a babe in a manger and were placed in a king-sized bed. We thank you for the gold that was given, which signifies and points to your kingship. And Jesus, you are king of kings and lord of lords. And one day, every knee will bow before you and every tongue will confess that Christ Jesus is Lord. And we thank you, God, that you didn't just send some sort of other king or some sort of um, angel or some sort of messenger, but God, you came yourself. That God, you took on flesh and you were born and you came here to save us. And we thank you that in saving us, that actually the myrrh points to all that you would have to endure on our behalf. That Jesus, you were named Jesus because you would save us from our sins. So Father, we pray this day that we would remember the real reason for this season. That Jesus Christ came to earth as the Messiah and the Savior. And what a gospel and message we have. So Father, be with us this joyful day, we pray. In your precious name. Amen.